Chapter Fifteen of Armand Durand by Rosanna Le Proin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Peary. It cannot be said that our hero was either as studious or as apt as he had been before his unfortunate marriage. He certainly was not. Who could tell the bright dreams and illusions he had had then to spur him on to exertion? now it was all narrowed down to a mere strife for daily bread without one gleam of hope in the future one ray of joy in the present more than once mr laez had entered the office unexpectedly and found his student buried in moody reverie whilst piles of papers to be sorted or copied lay untouched on the desk before him the lawyer however had heard something of armand's troubles so he was considerate and merciful knowing that the young man's rare abilities would enable him later to make up for the time he was now losing slowly wearily to durand dragged on the tedious winter with its short days and long interminable evenings no pleasant social entertainments no quiet fireside hours to gild its course in the domestic circle matters were growing worse instead of better mrs martel's vituperativeness and delima's ill-humour but increased in proportion as they ascertained more thoroughly each day the invincible patience of their victim who despite of all however remained firm to his resolve of not applying for money to either friend or relative but there is such a thing as straining a bow too tight as filling a cup too full and this mrs martel was destined to find from her own experience as armand after a hasty dinner was preparing to leave for the office delima pettishly informed him she wanted money badly he instantly drew his slenderly filled purse from his pocket and gave it to her tis all i will have delima till next month but you are welcome to it the young wife opened it and scattered the trifling contents contemptuously on the table before her that is of no use she pouted but what do you specially want just now firstly a new coat for yourself yours is disgracefully shabby oh is that all he interrupted thanks mine will do well enough for this winter then if your coat will do my worn old furs won't they look perfectly disgraceful beside my fine new cloak yes that they do chimed in mrs martel for a bride too they look doubly bad i am sorry for it but i fear you will have to take this season out of them that she won't mr durand interrupted the hostess what business had you to take a wife if you can't dress her decently you forget you forced me to in spite of myself retorted durand who felt in an unusually irritable frame of mind yes i can testify to the truth of that added mr martel sotto voce just as i was married myself with angry countenance his wife turned on the speaker but the latter prudently left the battleground at once all this is not answering my question interrupted the young bride i have answered it already i've no more money to give you at present yes plenty if your pride would allow you to ask your rich relations but rather than do that you choose to live on charity 
armand's cheek flushed deeply how is that mrs martel do i not pay you regularly the sum you fixed yourself as the price of my own and wife's board bah a sum that does not half cover the expenses however if you won't write i will and i'll tell your aunt francoise your brother paul and perhaps too your former proud lady-love the stiff-necked miss de beauvoir how poor and miserably off your wretched wife is you had better not do it mrs martel rejoined armand with an unwonted look in his eyes which should have warned that sharp-witted matron she was going too far without noting it however and approaching still nearer she stared defiantly at him reiterating but i will do it i'll not allow me nor mine to know want when the scratch of a pen will bring them plenty no poor proud beggar shall impose on us or if we have to put up with such a thing the world shall at least know it suddenly yielding to one of the gusts of passion which notwithstanding the gentleness of his disposition at rare intervals swept over him armand suddenly turned upon his portly opponent and seizing her by the shoulder hurled her through the open door with a force that sent her crashing amongst the geranium pots which came down with herself in one confused heap now delima you will pack up your clothes without delay and be prepared to leave this house in an hour but she shan't go with you you monster exclaimed mrs martel rising from the debris of broken pots plants and earth you would kill her as you nearly killed me just now you hear me delima said our hero with stern calmness no i will not go with you hysterically sobbed the young wife as you will was the indifferent reply i have no intention of insisting on my rights and he quietly left the room and passed into his own at once he entered on the toils of packing up which with him was the very simple process of thrusting into his trunks clothes books brushes in the order they came to hand at the end of a half-hour his task was complete then he suddenly remembered that at the commencement of the late stormy interview he had given his purse to delima what was he to do fortunately he had a few dollars put up to pay an account for some law-book lately purchased and knowing the bookseller would wait he resolved on appropriating it to present use he glanced at his watch three-quarters of an hour had elapsed already well he would wait one hour as he had told his wife and at the expiration of that time he would leave if she chose to accompany him he was satisfied if she decided on remaining he would not say a word to dissuade her from it again another look at his timepiece four three two minutes ah the hour was up and he took his cap when the door slowly opened and his wife flushed and tearful entered are you coming with me delima yes dress then quickly for we have no time to lose i will go for a carriole where are we to go to she sobbed completely subdued and sinking helplessly into a chair do not be anxious we can easily obtain comfortable lodgings for the price we pay here 
i have a respectable quiet house in view at which i will make arrangements at once and then return for you it will give you a little time to pack up your ribbons and flowers on his way out he saw no signs of mrs martel but he encountered her husband who had been instructed to waylay armand and win him over if possible to friendlier feelings why how is this armand you are not really going to leave us yes mr martel and i deeply regret it is under such unpleasant circumstances take a little time armand to decide do not leave immediately nothing would induce me to remain even a night longer allons allons what signify a few hot words more or less my wife is already sorry for the past and willing to make friends if you'll consent i have no objection to the latter proposition and i am exceedingly sorry myself for the violence i displayed during the dispute but my mind is irrevocably made up nor am i surprised at it ejaculated martel treacherously going over to the enemy you have suffered a great deal and now that you have thrown off your chains i cannot wonder at your not wishing to put them on again you frightened the bonne femme thoroughly but as you fortunately did not hurt her i bear you no malice she said she thought all along that you had the heart of a mouse but she finds instead you have that of a lion i disclaim the compliment if it is intended as one and feel heartily ashamed of my exhibition of lion-heartedness but time presses i must be off before leaving however i must thank you mr martel heartily and sincerely for the kindness you have invariably shown me during my stay under your roof andre coughed and his voice was somewhat unsteady as he rejoined god bless you armand from first to last you have acted as a true gentleman i hope little de lima may prove worthy of you within an hour durand returned for his wife and drowned in tears she stepped into the sleigh without uttering a word having already made her adieus to the family arrived at their new residence which seemed both orderly and comfortable armand proceeded to take possession of their small though neat apartment by unpacking and hanging up his clothes placing his books and papers in their respective places delima meanwhile sat disconsolately on a trunk breaking forth every now and then into a fresh outburst of weeping when the tea-bell rang she indignantly declined that refreshment so armand went down alone the meal was certainly a great improvement on the niggardly repasts spread before him of late and the reflection a pleasant one that henceforth they could be taken in peace without a running accompaniment of reproaches and recriminations there were but four other boarders two old maiden sisters neat in dress and prim in speech and a quiet middle-aged married couple with whom however and the chatty smiling hostess a sufficiently lively conversation was kept up when armand returned to his own room he found it somewhat cheerless the fire having gone down delima had cried herself asleep in an easy chair and as the rays of the candle beside her streamed full on her pale tear-stained face his heart smote him 
despite the constant provocation and annoyance he received from her she looked so young so fragile and now she was so utterly dependent on him he quickly started the fire again sought out the hostess to ask that a cup of tea might be sent up to mrs durand as she was ill a request willingly acceded to and then returned to awake his wife she again refused the proposed refreshment after it had been brought to her and renewed her sobbing interspersed with passionate grievings over her own sad fate and desolate condition after a few words of unavailing consolation the lamentations meanwhile redoubling he gravely said if you are so utterly wretched delima i see but one alternative you must return to mrs martel's where apparently you can alone be happy i will give as much as i can possibly afford towards your support increasing the sum when i will be able it is too late now but to-morrow morning you can leave this i will do no such thing interrupted the fair bride with much vivacity though i suppose you would be well pleased if i did finding it probably a good riddance stung to energy by this thought she sprang to her feet and commenced arranging her disordered toilette and sorting out what few articles of clothing she had brought with her mrs martel having promised that the remainder should be ready when sent for when the bridegroom returned the following day from the office he was agreeably surprised to find his fairer half seated at her sewing in the little drawing-room and engaged in pleasant chat with one of the lady boarders he was further gratified by her whispered assurance that she felt happier and more comfortable than at mrs martel's abode now had armand durand possessed a little more determination of character had he been able to follow up his signal domestic victory by a certain firmness of manner and purpose all might yet have gone on tolerably well but unfortunately such was not the case and when after a time mrs martel became a frequent caller at their present residence and delima passed a great portion of her time in reciprocating these visits he never interfered the moral results of this intercourse were plainly perceptible in the growing independence and exacting character of the young wife who seemed to think the chief aim of existence now was to dress herself as elaborately and extravagantly as possible armand on his side drudged on perseveringly at his office duties though at times with a feeling of dreary discouragement he could scarcely combat no farther intercourse had passed between himself and paul subsequently to his returning to the latter his epistle containing an offer of money but at new year's a brief letter came to him from tante ratelle in which was enclosed a present of fifty pounds there was no mention of the bride in this missive nor any wish however faintly expressed to make her acquaintance unfortunately mrs ratelle had heard from good authority a very accurate description of her character and learned thus how poor how utterly worthless was the prize for which her ill-starred nephew had paid such a price the fifty pounds was soon coaxed from him 
and instead of being devoted at least in part to the liquidation of some debts contracted by the young couple was laid out in the purchase of a new set of furs for delima and a suit of outdoor costume rivalling in elegance the toilettes of miss de beauvoir herself mrs martel was not forgotten in this unequal partition of Antratel's new year's gift and a handsome new cloak out of it fell to her share the lapse of a few months found the bride who had been so much enchanted at first with boarding-house life utterly tired of it the boarders were so ill-natured and sarcastic to her the landlady so rude and disagreeable that she scarcely dared to ask for a glass of water between meals and she herself so tired of being obliged to always eat sit and live under the constant supervision of strangers that she had come to the conclusion she would rather starve in a little home of her own even a garret than remain where she was at present of course mrs martel was at the bottom of all this repining and discontent that wily mischief-maker found she had but very little comfort or liberty in her visits to the young wife there was no possibility of cosy tea-drinkings or long pleasant evenings crowned by a hot supper in short delima might as well be in saint laurent for all the comfort or profit there was now in her society prompted by such ill-judged innuendos and advice young mrs durand soon made herself intensely disagreeable to her fellow-boarders and her affectation and airs of superiority were resented with considerable warmth every evening when our hero returned from the office there was a fresh grievance to relate a new tale of oppression and unkindness to impart till he began insensibly to dread his return to his present abode almost as much as he had once done that to mrs martel's hospitable domicile delima would vary the tale at other times by dwelling on the happiness they would enjoy in a home of their own no matter how humble and on the economy and housekeeping ability she would display in the administration of said home the picture was tempting and armand often found himself wondering how it could be accomplished and if his independence and pride would ever allow him to solicit his aunt ratelle's aid in bringing it about destiny settled the matter by favouring him with an accidental meeting with tante francoise who had come to town for the first time since the death of her brother paul durand armand his young wife leaning on his arm met her face to face as she was coming out of one of the low-browed dingy shops of which many still characterized montreal at that period remembering all her former kindness the young man was really overjoyed by the meeting and plainly evinced by look and word the pleasure he felt mrs ratelle's first coldness soon thawed under the subtle charm of armand's affectionate greeting and to pressing solicitations of the young couple that she would return with them and partake of their present landlady's hospitality she returned an answer in the negative but counterbalanced her refusal by inviting them to dine with her in the quiet respectable hotel where she put up 
the invitation was at once accepted and the banquet came off triumphantly true mrs ratelle viewed with considerable disfavor the costly furs and elegant mantle adorning the wife of a poor law student but delima looked so very young and lovely and rendered herself so charming resuming for that purpose the gentle coaxing ways which had characterized her before marriage that tante francoise felt the prejudices she had conceived against her fast wearing away with an openness which the elder lady rather appreciated than otherwise the bride enlarged on her ardent desire to be in a home of her own not forgetting to indulge at the same time in one of her usual brilliant dreams of faultless housekeeping but child exclaimed aunt ratelle dryly in answer to this latter rhapsody i cannot imagine so finely dressed a lady as you are looking after pots and pans pickles and preserves you would do better in a salon ah tante francoise rejoined delima adopting at once the title by which armand addressed his aunt i dress so finely because i have nothing else to do if i had a little home of my own how different it would be i would have something more useful to think of than finery mrs ratelle said no more on the subject and when the young couple took leave she asked her nephew to return in the evening to have a talk with her of course he willingly complied and the night was far advanced when the conference came to an end much had they to speak of but through the course of that long conversation the young man was wonderfully reticent on the subject of his own domestic annoyances as well as on the manoeuvring that had been employed to bring about his marriage amongst other items of home news mrs ratelle told him that paul remained always quietly in the old homestead but had grown unusually gloomy and taciturn whilst his interest in agriculture and farming had considerably diminished he seemed to have no thought of matrimony though if so disposed he could have his choice among some of the prettiest girls in alonville he never mentioned armand's name nor alluded in any manner to the events that had transpired at the time of their father's death though she suspected he brooded the more deeply over them for all that turning probably for consolation to stimulants with a frequency that filled her with anxiety and misgiving then mrs ratelle spoke of our hero's affairs and asked him if he desired as much as his wife to have a fireside of his own remembering the tiresome complaints and tirades inflicted on him every evening by delima he heartily answered in the affirmative his reply evidently found favor in the eyes of tante francoise who secretly feared that the present inactive life the bride was leading might inoculate her with idle extravagant ideas and render her unfit at a later period for assuming the management of a household the end of all this was that armand was to be put in immediate possession of the legacy left her by his father a portion of which wisely invested would ensure a reasonable annual interest whilst a sufficient sum could be deducted to set up housekeeping at once though on the smallest possible scale 
i hope nephew our decision has been a prudent one said aunt ratelle impressively some might say that it would have been wiser to have left things as they were but you are now a married man surely fit to be trusted with the direction of your own affairs two qualities are eminently necessary for you economy and firmness see that you fail in neither End of chapter 15